Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in here in Mississippi, WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through online affiliates around the world and those via podcasts, we're glad you all could be with us as well. I think for all of us, we are all learning the importance of not only showing up in life, but truly being our authentic self. Our next guest is no different. We're excited to welcome Nancy Regan to our program today. Nancy is someone that's gotten to know, be known by people literally around the world because of her public platform, but now she's getting very personal with us in her new book, From Showing Off to Showing Up, An Imposter's Journey from Perfect to Present. We'll talk to Nancy not only about the very intimate look at her life that she gives us, but also the lessons she's been able to learn that now she's able to share with other people. If you all have not gotten your copy of the book, we will remind you you can get your own copy of it. Nancy, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Cyrus, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, the pleasure is definitely all mine. Nancy, so I want to ask you about something that you address in the book, and I think it's one of the things that's come up in other interviews you've had. I mean, people know you, of course, from your time in, in broadcasting, what you've been able to do as a public figure. What has it been like for you to kind of be personal with us and kind of let us into things that people probably didn't even realize you were dealing with in your life? Well, Cyrus, if you don't mind, you know, it's always difficult to interview a broadcaster because they <laughs> run off like a wild horse. But if you don't mind, I, I feel like I need to start by, uh, and this is a personal note, by saying I just want to recognize what a difficult time Mississippi has been through in the past few days. And it, it breaks my heart. You know, Canada and the U.S. are so connected, including in, in terms of broadcasting. And I've been watching the news with a breaking heart. So I just wanted to say that before we start doing this. Thank you. I appreciate that, Nancy. Yeah, it's been it's been I said to you uh, via email. So the past couple of months we've had quite a bit going on weather wise <laughs> here in yeah. the South. So we to- totally totally appreciate that. And th- that again goes to the empathy, though, Nancy, that you have. And again, that's why I think a book like this is going to appeal to so many people. So talk to us about that, if you don't mind, Nancy. Talk to us about the decision to share all of this with us. Well, I guess, you know, there is a there is a metaphor to be used uh, in terms of a tornado because mm. for me the background is that I was for much of my adult life standing in front of a camera with lights shining on me and projecting an air of great confidence to my large audience. Mm. And yet inside my head was this little tornado spiral of negative thoughts. And it was like my mind chattering away at me saying, oh, you made another mistake or you're not good enough to be here. Why do you even have this job? And I wore this great social mask to prevent anyone from seeing that inner uh, insecurity. And it's, this book has been very much about sharing the story of how I learned to cope with that and to work with it and basically to befriend my fear and because I, I wanted to I wanted to defeat my fear but as it turned out I could really only ever befriend it and if I'm going to extend the metaphor of tornado 
you can see with what happened uh, in Mississippi that fear plays a very important role for us. You know, we need that fear instinct to kick in when it's time to move, when it's time to run, when it's time to get down into a, a, a safe place, that sort of thing. And so fear serves us. If we didn't have any fear, we would not last for long. And yet right. in our modern world where everything is, is coming at us all the time in terms of information and busyness and to-do lists and, and other people's expectations – that same fear response is present, and our evolutionary brain doesn't really differentiate between, well, is my life in danger, or am I just in danger of being judged? Yeah. When I do, when I do um, uh, coaching with presentation clients, it's around the fear of public speaking, and I always say that if you are standing backstage and you're in that fear spiral and you're thinking about how you're going to be judged. So you're thinking about your performance, but it's really all about how people are going to be seeing you, how they're going to be judging you. And I really try to flip the switch for people so that instead they are focusing on their own contribution, what they are there to give or to share, which puts them in a position of power. And it was my realization at some point that this image I was using with my clients was true in our broader lives. Like if we go through our days and our weeks and our months worried about how other people are judging us, whether they like us, whether, you know, we're being seen in positive ways, then we are showing off if that's how we're living our life. And when we show up, we really just say, okay, this is me. This is the real me, warts and all, and and that's what I've done in this book, but it takes a journey to get there because you have to move into self-acceptance before you're willing to really show up for other people, I think. I think that's an interesting point, and I think, too, being so honest and real with yourself, Nancy, is a big part of what you've been able to share. I want to actually read something that you wrote on page 40 of the book, and I think for our audience here in the South, but also uh, no matter where our audience is joining us, we all have heard the term triple threat when it comes to individuals that we know in the public. You equate this to yourself in this way, Nancy, on page 40 by saying you probably heard the phrase triple threat. In the world of acting, it's used to describe someone who can act, sing, and dance. I think I was a triple threat in a different way. I knew how to act confident, but I also knew how to be approachable. And at heart, I really was, and believe I still am, a good person. In a way, those early experiences giving weight to other people's judgment prepared me for the ultimate stage of live television and the largest audience of my life. And, and what I thought about was so interesting is you go on to talk about trauma and kind of looking at you know, the genesis of it for yourself and the way we look at trauma. To be able to reflect on that is so important as to who we are and the impact we're able to have on others. So I wanted to ask you then, Nancy, did, did it seem almost inevitable that you would be in a position to be able to inspire and motivate even if you had not been on television, even if you had not written a book or did coaching? Oh, that's an interesting question. I guess yes is my answer from my gut. But the difference is that having been on television gives me a platform because I have a profile. And I knew one day it was like, you know, you have those – 
just uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey calls them aha moments in her magazine. Yeah. I call them bolts of enlightening. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I just understand something. And one day I thought, huh, I think maybe I'm supposed to write a book sharing my path vulnerably, but also sharing what I've learned from the amazing teachers that I've read and, and you know, the experiences I've had that have taught me as well. And maybe I'm supposed to share that so that other people who feel the same way will not feel alone, but also it will help give them a pathway from self-loathing, which is where I was, to self-love and it's a long that's a long journey and I think you really have to travel back through like to get to love for a long time I couldn't stand the phrase self-love I thought oh that's so narcissistic it's so uncomfortable to even hear but in in the New England states there's a phrase you'll hear if you stop for directions and it's sort of too complicated for them to explain. Uh, sometimes they'll say, oh, you can't get there from here. <laughs> and that's yeah. how it feels if you're in self-loathing. That's how self-love feels. You can't get there from here. And and I think for, for so many people, and as you kind of uh, referred to showing off and showing up throughout the book, we're able to see, of course, how we can then be able to think about this for ourselves, too. And there's another thing I wanted to read, Nancy, um, in the chapter, Light, that I thought was very interesting. And I think it goes to this whole idea of what this looks like for our audience. You say this, it's hard to take off the mask once you've worn it for so long, but the conditions also have to be ripe for its lowering. I want to talk about that because I think we once we identify something in ourselves, because I ironically saw a lot of myself in this book. I have told my audience over the years, this is not the life I thought I would be living. This is not the work I thought I would be doing because I'm an introvert as well, Nancy, who people will tell you Cyrus will arrive early, but he's one of the first ones to leave when it comes uh-huh. to events. I'm I not, recognize that I'm pattern. Not, yeah, I'm not one of those people who, I mean, that's just, I'm just not that person that people, you know, presume I am because of the work that I do and, and that kind of thing. But I want to talk about being patient with yourself because as you talked about the lowering, I think some people want it to happen right then, right? When did you realize this was a process, Nancy, that this was something that was going to take some time? Well, I I think I realized that over and over and over again, to tell you the truth. And that's why I talk about the practice of presence because Mm -hmm. I am – far from a Zen master. And I still have a mind that's like a little mini tornado. And it's, it's, you know, I have a, I have a visual image to tell you the truth that I'm just going to mention now. When I am caught in that sense of fluster, I have a practice now to catch myself and see it as a little mini tornado. And although obviously you can't do this physically in reality, I see myself stepping out of the tornado because a tornado is different than a hurricane, right? A tornado is, it, it's in that one place and then it's moving, but it's the debris that is so dangerous in the tornado and the high winds. And in an imaginary way, I picture myself stepping out of that and then looking at it from the outside and going, oh, I'm, I can be calm here. And I think that... Um, I I really had to go through a process, which is detailed in the book. It's almost like I give a a roadmap for how to do it. 
When I was in first-year university, I remember encountering the work of Carl Jung in first-year psychology and hearing about his shadow concept. And, and one thing I read in particular, I kind of was like, no way. I was in denial. It said, things that really bother you about others or trigger you are things that are in you that you don't want to admit to. They're traits. Um, or, you know, parts of your identity you don't want to admit to. And I was like, no way, that is not, not true for me. But, of course, when I did the work later on in life, which is just going on a dig to figure out why is fear running my life? What am I so afraid of? Why am I afraid to be real in front of people? And that was very much about what is it I don't like about myself that I don't want them to see? Why am I wearing this social mask? And so I dug down under my fear and into this dark hole where it dwelled, and I had to really realize, oh, yeah, okay, so one of the things is that I wasn't diagnosed with ADHD until I was almost 50, and I have beat myself up almost my whole life about the fact that I have a uh, a brain that doesn't work like everybody else's. I have a very messy, disorganized mind, but it's also very creative. And it wasn't until I could accept the paradox of myself that I am creative and I am disorganized, and that's okay. None of us is yeah. just one thing. We're all paradox. And it's when we can look at those parts of ourselves that we're not proud of and accept them, that we can, oh my gosh, we can relax into life and let go of our need to please everybody else and our need for the good opinion of others constantly to be guiding us. So for me, that was, you know, it was a bit by bit process and you do read about it in the book. But what I've loved, as you've just said, I have loved so much and been so honored to have people say, wow, I saw myself in this book, and it, right. it was like you took me on the journey with you. That makes me, it honestly makes me want to cry, Cyrus. It's, it's the greatest, I don't want to say compliment, because I don't see it in a, in a show-offy way. I see it as the greatest gift, because I wanted this book to be a contribution. I wanted it to uh, fulfill the purpose of having other people read it and have the same kind of aha moments or bolts of enlightening and go, yeah, and now how can I look at my life differently? And how can I be more present in my life as a result of going through this journey? For me, that's what it's all about because we can find joy in presence, in the present moment, right. that's where joy is. Fear is usually in the future and in the past. You know, we, we worry about what's going to happen in the future. We ruminate about what's going to happen in the past. But when we can really be in the moment, we can play, we can have joy, we can really sort of feel the sweet spot of life. And that's my wish for everybody who reads this book, like to get there. And that is a practice. You don't get there and stay there. You get there and have to keep practicing over and over and over again. 
And then so you also address the fact that it is something, a process, even to get into the place of believing. And I want to talk to you about that as well. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, though, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome Nancy Reagan to our program today. Nancy is the author of the new best-selling book, From Showing Off to Showing Up, An Imposter's Journey from Perfect to Present. We're going to remind you you can get your own copy of the book as well as stay connected with Nancy here in just a bit. I, I thought the other thing that I, I cannot uh, end this conversation, Nancy, without addressing is that the people who have been on this journey with you, and one that really stood out is Anne. And I thought it was really interesting the things you learned from Anne that you shared and also marveled at her own gift of belief and the process of belief for you. But I also thought there was a very Nancy moment in the book where you were basically <laughs> speaking life to Anne by telling her not to underestimate her power. And and I want to talk about that because, again, it goes to the point I was making earlier about this is just who you are, this person of being able to to use your life to be, you know, a source of inspiration and motivation for others. Talk to us about that relationship with Anne, but also the ability for you all to be able to help each other and see each other. Yeah, you know, the expression that comes to mind, Cyrus, is that we are all each other's teachers and we are all each other's students. Yeah. And my... my um, uh, when I when I gave my manuscript to Anne to read, I said to her, please tell me if I've got too much of you in here, if you are uncomfortable with me talking so much about you, because I do reference her in several points in the book, and in meaningful ways, because she's played such a pivotal role in my life. Anne is an amazing teacher. Her last name is Beirube. And she was a producer for Wayne Dyer. And that's how I met Wayne and worked with him. And Anne is also now, in her own right, an amazing teacher. And she she teaches embodied emotion, which is really the practice of feeling our feelings. You know, it's as simple as that. As human beings, we tend to start to feel our feelings and then push them down and push them down. And even when it comes to grief, you know, if we lose someone, we will, we will cry a little bit. It's like it leaks out because we can't contain it. Sometimes it comes out in a geyser, but then we pack it away, pack it away and suppress it. And her belief is, and mine is that if we keep all those Um, hard emotions inside, emotions that have sprung from trauma, then that's going to make us sick. And if we can, even years later, breathe through those feelings and allow them out, we can liberate ourselves. So her first book was called Be, Feel, Think, Do. And it's it's a beautiful place to start. But she also has a brand new book out, uh, it's in, available in the States as well, and it's very timely. It's called The Burnout Antidote. And mm-hmm. Anne is just so good at giving people the tools to shift their lives. And that is exactly what I wanted to set out to do with this book. It's meant to be a tool. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of negativity um, for some people around the idea of a self-help book. And I have a theory as to why. Because in our society, vulnerability is is looked at by so many as weakness. 
It's yeah. like, oh, you need self-help. Oh, please. Well, I believe the absolute opposite. I think, and I've shown it in this book, I think when we can truly be vulnerable for people with whom we're safe, when we can be vulnerable, it allows them to be vulnerable. Then we're both showing up authentically, and we can have a truly authentic connection. That's very much based around the work of Brene Brown. You know, she's shown us so much about vulnerability, but also about right. shame. And I, I love what she says. Shame cannot survive being spoken. You don't want to speak it to just anyone, but when you can look into your shadow to see what's there, to see what's holding you back, and speak about it to someone, even write about it just to yourself, it can be so deeply liberating. Such a great point. So, Nancy, that brings us to our, our, our last part here. What is your hope then after you have had readers now literally around the world read about your own journey um, to showing up? You've heard them understand how you've been able to better process ego and, and dealing with trauma and addressing that, but also realizing the power of the platform you have. What do you hope they're able to take away for themselves? Well, you know, I, I, as you know, in the book, I quote a lot of teachers and people who I have learned from, whether in person or um, just through their books. And Mickey Singer, Michael Singer was one of them. And he, he wrote in one of his books, if, you're, if you woke up one day and your arm was flapping around uncontrollably, you'd do something about it. You'd seek help. But when our minds do the same thing, we just put up with it and pretend it's not happening. So for those of us who have that sense of insecurity hidden away and also a busy mind that serves up a lot of negative self-talk, and yet we pretend it's not there with our social mask that says to everyone, oh, I've got it all together, even when I might feel like I'm close to falling apart, this book, I really hope and pray, lands for people so that it really helps them move past that. And that's why the end of the book is, is, is called To Be Continued, because the practice of presence is something that is continual in our lives. And, and even, even I heard Brene Brown say once in a quote about authenticity, there are not authentic people and non-authentic people. There are just people who choose to be authentic. And there are some people who choose every day and they, every moment. And they, they really try to keep going with that as a practice. I am going to show up as my authentic self. And by doing that, my hope is that I will give license to everyone else to do the same thing. Such a great message and something that you're able to achieve for sure, Nancy. Again, everyone, Nancy Regan has been our guest from Showing Off to Showing Up is the book. It is available through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. If they don't have it, I know they'd be more than happy to order it for you. Nancy, really enjoyed this chat with you. How can our audience stay connected with you? Oh, Cyrus, I'd love that. My website is nancyregan.ca, so it's N-A-N-C-Y-R-E-G-A-N 
.ca, slightly different than the spelling of your former first lady. And CA is the the ending in Canada instead of .com. But also on Instagram, I'm at Nova Scotia Nancy, which is where I live on the east coast of Canada. I'd love to hear from your listeners who, you know, some of whom may become my readers, which would be awesome. I'm wearing a pair of Converse sneakers on the front cover of my book. And part of that is because I wanted it to spark a conversation, if you'll excuse Hmm. the pun. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I, I love it. Resist. We love a good conversation around here, Nancy. You've definitely delivered on that for us. <laughs> so I appreciate Sorry, thank that. Thank you so much for taking the time More... to read my book and you, and giving me such thoughtful questions. I, I so deeply appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and we look forward to having you back on the program again. Okay, as I say, find joy, stay safe, be loved. That's my parting message. Thanks, Cyrus. Thank you, Cyrus. Love so that, much, Cyrus. More than welcome. Thank you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care.